1: Welcome in guys, episode 47 of Coffee and Shell. I'm sleeves, joined by my two co-hosts, Kesso and Padre, just like every episode. Let's check in with the boys. Padre, we're gonna start with you first. It's been a couple days. What have you been up to? What's going on? Not much. Just working,
2: working, and more work. Dude, That's all it is nowadays.
1: Yo, tell us the little conversation, uh, the name drop of Brady Kachuk.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh one of my buddies in St. Louis, he's a local videographer and he comes out to our pro skates that we have in the summertime. I'm me being the only guy that's not a pro, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm out there and, and he, he does some really cool content. He's been doing these day in a life videos and he did one for Trent Frederick, who's on the Boston Bruins and he's that's from it. St. Louis. And it just kind of goes behind the scenes with like what he does in the off season. And then I made a little cameo in the in the episode. And I mean, there's a few goals that went in, but then there was a, <laughs> there was a big save against Brady Kachuk, you know, and I, I had to give it to Brady cause I always tease him and, we always rip each other back and forth. That's probably like the best part about skating with those guys. Is just everyone just kind of gives it to each other yeah. the whole time. You know what I mean? That's so dude, the surreal. Save was the
3: only thing that I saw. So yeah, that's all that matters. It's pretty. Fun. It was pretty nice. Dude, it's
2: wild. It was, dude. I, I did when I made the save. I yelled at his name's Mikey Pilcher, and I, I said, "Pill, you better get that on video. That better go on the YouTube."
1: <laughs> did it hurt? <laughs> did
2: you, was no. it a rifle? Luckily, that one. No.
1: <laughs> All right, my man. All right, Kesto, you're a little bit, you know, every day by day, things are hopefully getting easier for you as the new dad of the
3: group. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I'm just big chilling, you know, Let's just go. with the wife and baby. That's that's it all day. I go back to work next Monday, so i um, kind of looking forward to that just to actually have some sort of a routine. Yep. We were talking about that before. I feel like I need that, so... Yep looking forward to that but other than that man just the same old stuff that's awesome dude all
1: right boys well we got a big episode we're gonna do the atlantic division preview which does feature probably the loudest teams on social media so i'm sure the comments will be extra spicy on on these takes but we also we've also got some nhl news finally like we've been doing time that
3: we've been doing this podcast that we have like news to report on
1: so let's first let's start off with nathan mckinnon getting the bag all right uh there was rumors i know elliot freeman over the summer talked a lot about like Maybe, you know, the longer it goes, the potential for, like, 13 mil, like, depending on how far it goes. Uh, he gets 12.6, and I love that he got 12.6, because he's like, I want 100 more than McDavid. Like, that's, he's like, I just need, I want a little bit more than Connor McDavid. So he is now the highest-paid player in the NHL. Eight years, 12.6. Uh, what do you boys think of that? Well, uh, Kesso, you give us your thoughts first.
3: I mean, he deserves it, right? It mm-hmm. won't be long until somebody's a little bit over that, right? Mm-hmm. Matthews will top that, but... um, I, I, what he wasn't going to leave that much off the table, right? If people were going in like, "Oh, he'll sign for ten or something." Yeah. Like, no, that's just that's just not going to happen. Like, he he got what he deserved. he will be fine.
1: I wonder a little bit, like, if he didn't, if they didn't win the cup, because like obviously now it is much more difficult for the Colorado Avalanche to keep their core together for the next, you know, after yeah. the next couple of years. But he is he was on easily the best contract ever because when he signed that six year deal, it looked like he was not a bust, but like. Not Nathan McKinnon. And then the second he signs that deal, unfortunately for him, he becomes like the second or third best player in the world. So uh, Padre, what do you think about the deal?
2: I'm happy as a blues fan. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> just, the, I think it hamstrings them. I mean, they have to like win again this year. Almost if they want, I, I just think it's going to be, don't get me wrong. Him and McCarr together with, with Rant and, and those guys, I mean, don't they could be, you know, they could be really good for all I know, even with like a low you know, bottom six and back end and whatnot. But I just, it's just such a tough sport. I mean, we've seen the Leafs and they they won nothing and they paid those guys all that money. And so far it hasn't worked out. Like how many teams have had
3: those kind of contracts and won recently? None. Even It, the it Black- doesn't happen, right? Like remember right. we did um, like the Blackhawks talking about it, right? So they won and then they paid Taves. Like yep. I, I think Taves it's different game both to ten cause, million. Yeah, because I don't think McKinnon would have that same drop-off that Taves did. Like there's no way None. that happens. So yep i think they'd be fine in that but yeah keep going
2: and i i just i just feel like they they paid them for those cups right like you said with kane and Mm Tay. so it's it's like that like maybe sleazy like he said you know with mckinnon would he have asked for 12.6 who knows i mean for years now we've heard he's just like his buddy crosby he's not gonna he's not gonna you know ask for the most money well he just asked for the most money and now they they also had you know a guy like kill McCarr come out of nowhere in a way because no one knew he was no going like the, that, you know, yeah. this good. I mean, he, everyone thought he was really good, but I don't think anybody thought that he was gonna be this good. And in, in a few years you have Devon taste coming up too. And you know, whether Devon taste has been obviously helped by, McC- you know, McCarr and stuff, you know, I'm sure there's some of that, but at the same time, he's a good defenseman too. And he's only making 4.1. They're, they're going to be in cap hell soon. And like, don't get me wrong. They have a lot of great talent and they're young, but you know, it's, it comes up quick, you know? And hey, at least I got a cup, right? That's, exactly. That's how I like to play I think, Exactly.
1: I think that, like, it, it's going to come up very quick for them. It reminds me a lot of, of Tampa with Stamkos and Kucharov and Hedman, really. And now, like, it, it's almost the same similar situation because the cap is a little bit more now. Um, but I think what happened in Tampa was that there was like three or four years where they were just churning out draft picks and AHL prospects that continually oh, yeah. Colorado's farm system is toast. Like, like, mm-hmm. I mean, they still have bone and Byram and, and Gerard were very young and same with McCarr, obviously. But like, I think that once they co- like once Byram's contract comes up, uh, and new hook, like then there there's nothing down there so you know that's when you really start to see the the crunch there so uh Colorado is going to be an absolute animal they're probably going to run away with the western conference yet again i, w- I would think and it'll oh, be yeah. interesting to see uh how that goes but yeah that contract that k- kicks in next i think year. the cap's going to go up to a lot i heard so I, I think heard there was I, a rumor of like 8 million yeah and like i mean before
2: covid they, there was rumors that and then like during what we're in right now this mm-hmm. time it could have gone up to 100 million 100. so like so, I mean, it's not unrealistic to think, like, let's say in five years, like, it, it could be, I mean, six years h- could be up to 100, I mean, he, we don't know, I mean, the NHL apparently just made the most money they ever made or whatever this past year with, like, the TV deals and all that stuff, yeah. so it's like, you never know, and these GMs and these owners, they they know more than we do, so at the end of the day, like, you know, the only difference with them the Tampa is Tampa has a no state income tax, yeah. and they're always able to finagle those guys and be like, hey, save a to million. Yeah, come down here and live in nice weather. We're like you know, live in Denver and you know, I, don't it's, know. I mean, Denver's nice, but it's not it's not Tampa. It's it's funny
1: they're gonna have to pay back all that escrow from from the COVID year because the owners oh, fronted yeah. the bill. That was really bad. But it, it's wild. Um, I know Gary gets booed. You know, everyone everyone hates Gary Bettman, but I feel like it's people that don't. I feel like it's younger fans maybe, and maybe they're just hip to booing him because to boo him. But like, hey, you, hey, you interviewed that guy, didn't you? <laughs> Did. No, he, yeah, he pumped my tires. I love Gary. No, um, um. Adding Seattle, like what that does, is it adds in an entire season of sellouts, and I think that people don't realize how many millions of dollars more that is that that can allow the cap to go back up. And man, uh, you know those big contracts. What we're seeing now, just in the landscape, is like we're getting eight-year deals at very young ages. I think what happened with the Sharks. Um, is they were given out eight-year deals at the, at the end of their primes or like the beginning right. of the end of their primes or like at late 20s. And those are the dangerous contracts. A lot now is what's happening is that teams are locking up their players for like eight years at like 24, which has a risk because maybe they don't become and their trajectory doesn't go up. But man, like McCart nine before this season is absurd to think now because he would have been, he would have gotten 12 or more than he would have been 11.6. He'd have been 100 more than Carlson like easily. So, uh you know, but yeah, he got the bag as as was expected. We had some man, I feel old today. We had three retirements. Yeah. Yandel, Chara, and Suban all retiring from the NHL. Uh, Chara, hopefully he doesn't resign with the Alumni Association, so we don't get any more master <laughs> cards of Chara for a little while. Um but Yandel and um and Suban specifically. I, I think it was Suban's career is is kind of wild because he came out of nowhere with montreal like i remember he was i think he was a second round pick if memory serves uh second or fourth i think it was second though um but he came out of nowhere and i want to say it was during a playoff run
3: was during i believe um the the year where yeah yes run yeah because he came out of nowhere yeah they ended up upsetting um i think it was the capitals in the first round yep and then the penguins in the second yep um, and like you said, it was pretty much out of nowhere. And like, yep. he was just a force in every single game. Yeah. And
1: then he, you know, they, they moved on from him for Weber, which is one of the weirdest sideways deals. I think it was ever done in the
0: yeah.
1: Um And you know, it kind of, he he was still elite there. Like he was, he was a driver on that amazing decor that went to the cup final. Um, and then obviously New Jersey didn't work out, but because I feel like he started a little bit later, like he wasn't really young when he came. Cause he had some AHL years, I think like, and, um, you know, now he's over. He's, you know, he's, he's retired on the other end. You've got Chara, dude. I saw the funniest meme because you can't get away from like just taking digs at the Toronto Maple Leafs. dude. Chara is the last player to have ever been in a playoff loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs that is still in the NHL. So now there is no one in the NHL that has ever lost to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs. So back in his Ottawa days, but, um, you know, it was easily someone who, who, has definitely tried to, or stuck around a little too long. And then Yandel was uh, always in the lineup for forever. So, um, but yeah, eh, those guys are gone, and you're start, I feel like we're starting to get to that age now where uh, uh, guys start to retire, and it's like, dude, I saw their whole yeah. career. Like,
3: <laughs> I know. I mean, this isn't our generation anymore. It's just no. the truth, right? Like, once Crosby and Ovi are out, like that's that's really the beginning.
1: It. Like, I feel like you pay attention in sports really and get like the ability to form like actual your own opinions when you're like 13. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. know, I was 13 when Crosby and Ovechkin like got drafted that year. So, uh, any thoughts on the, on, on them retiring Padre?
2: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like you're saying, it's seen, we've, I feel like we've got to seen the greatest, like some of the greatest sports athletes ever with mm-hmm. Crosby Ovi. And then, and then in like in other sports, you got like tiger LeBron. I mean, it, it, it's nuts to think that, and I mean, even Tom Brady, I mean, it, we, we might've seen the greatest players ever in their mm-hmm. sports. It's just, it's crazy to think, like you said, like Subban, I mean, he's still, in my opinion, he's still going to play. But I think he's like, you know what? I've gotten the bag already. I have plenty of money. I'm going to make tons of money in media. Cause yeah, he's, he's going to be a he's big He's really blogger. good. Yeah, he's really good on TV from what I've seen, at least on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think he was probably like looking at a, a low-end deal. And, you know... Once you get to that
1: stage of your career, you know you're you're on your you know you're you're treading water basically. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, one more transaction before we get into the preview. Uh, a really weird one. Um, and again, Rangers and Stars fans down below, let us know what you think on it. But Niels Lundqvist, the first round pick from 2018, if I have that correct, I believe. Uh, the 2018 draft in the New York Rangers. Uh, he went in the first round. Uh, he gets moved to Dallas for a conditional first round pick in 2023. It is top 10 protected uh, and a 2025 fourth round pick, which I think is a solid move uh, for both teams. Because if you look at Dallas's uh, decor now uh, with high and, 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 and everyone there, like they, they look pretty solid, but, Niels Lundqvist, he had 15 points in 34 games in the AHL, four points with a cup of coffee uh, in the NHL with the Rangers uh, this last year at 25 uh, 25 games, he had four points there, but uh, just didn't fit in there. I'm not sure why, uh, but he moves to Dallas for a potentially good pick, and I don't know if Dallas makes a playoff, so that you know that's probably going to be a higher pick than 28th, like you know in what in what might be the. uh, the most stacked draft that we've seen in quite some time since maybe the McDavid year. So, uh, yeah, that uh, that pretty much wraps up all of the other news outside, and that is fun. I'm super stoked that we now have actual NHL stuff going on as we continue into our actual NHL coverage. Guys, let's jump into uh, the Atlantic Division preview. We'll start in reverse order of stand or in the reverse order of the standings. The Montreal Canadiens, the number one overall pick, they get Slavkovsky. Uh, after making the, the one of the most insane cup runs, I think, ever. Probably the least... Uh, like If you were a betting person, you lost all your money. Or you won millions, because uh, they were the heavy underdog in every round. And uh, I think that they overachieved a little bit. And, uh, you know, they got first overall this year with Yuri Slikovsky. Um, Give me your thoughts uh, a little bit, uh, opening on uh, on the Montreal Canadiens, Kesso, and then how you think that they'll do. Um...
3: I mean, I want to see the team do well. Uh, it was interesting seeing Marty St. Louis step into that head coaching role. Like, he seems like the ultimate players coach. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like he got something out of Cole Coffield oh, last yeah. year, right? Wild so, day. Yeah, and it seems like there's those expectations. Like, I'm seeing a lot of hot takes. Like, is he going to hit 40 goals this year and stuff? So I think they'll be a fun team to watch, but I still have them towards the bottom of the division
1: it i think some of their moves as well the draft getting kirby dock uh getting Dadnov, and then getting sean monahan too um their team is definitely far better than what it was last year but if you look at the roster like forward and defensive depth it is still really ugly like so i have to
3: admit like i'm, I'm like very anti sean monahan and yep. it's not even like for a particular reason but like all these years uh gambling and like daily fantasy <laughs> i'm always like this guy like he never does anything like he had great line mates at times and stuff and like i just think I have that bias against him. So from my point of view from those five years ago, playing fantasy sports, bad trade.
1: They, uh, <laughs> they still have, uh, uh, the, the carry price situation.
3: So obviously he yeah. Misses. Which is he ever going to
1: like, what's very, I heard he's, I heard he's done. Yeah. Forever. Like that's, that seems to be the, 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 kind of the take and him and, um, him and Drew and basically stepping away from hockey last year. Um, Dren the year before, I believe. And, um, you know, stepping away just for, for you know, mental health reasons, it looks like. Uh, that's going to be, if, once Price's contract's off the books, and if some of their young players, like Caulfield and then Slavkovsky, becomes a thing, um, they're in a pretty good spot because they'll be a lot like what, what New Jersey did. You can really springboard a rebuild with 10 million on someone in free agency, you know? Like, you, you can fill a big, big hole... Uh, with that kind of contract and I think that you know it's very tough to win with a ten million dollar goaltender other than Vasilevsky. But right. yeah, so uh Padre, give me your thoughts on Montreal and and, and how they've done so far in this offseason.
2: I I liked some of the moves they made, especially the Monaghan move, because there's really like no downside. Yeah. To it. it kinda reminds me of, like the coyotes when they take like a, you know, bad contract per se, even though the Monaghan one only looks bad because of the injury history. Mm-hmm. But I think like the upside in Doc, I mean, he's so Young still, and the jury's still out on that one. He had some injuries, obviously, and Chicago's a mess. So I think this is a better situation for him. He's gonna play a ton, and like Kesso said, with Marty St. Louis, the ultimate players coach. It's it, isn't it weird to think like how when Don Ducharme went out in the Cup final or before the Cup final, Luke Richardson stepped in, and the team played great, mm-hmm. and he was a former player. Um, you know, Marty St. Louis, these former players, it just seems like these mm-hmm. these new young guys. They respond better to them, and it. I, I feel like there's something to that, and I feel like more teams around the league should maybe think about that, maybe because they know what it takes or they mm-hmm. know what bu- buttons to press. They know when, you know, Marty St. Louis is one of the most outspoken guys, and he was. I remember he was always like, when I listened to him on podcasts, he was always talking about how, you know, I liked when a coach would do this or that or whatnot. So it's it's like they know what they know exactly like what to do with their teams, and I feel like that move. They were they were a lot better at the end of last year than they were, you know previously in the beginning of the year and like you said with Caulfield he got the most out of him too and I'm excited to see Jake Allen be a starter again even though I think it's gonna be a tough year with that team
1: no absolutely their their cap hit uh, their cap situation right now is wild considering how bad the team is still uh right up against it essentially again if Carey Price is you know he's got four more years left at 10.5 man absolutely wild um good thing the owner's rich yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, Nick Suzuki, Brennan Gallagher, still very, very good players. Uh, and then Kirby Doc. we'll see if he gets kind of a resurgence uh, in Montreal. Their decor is uh, a mess. Like, I really don't think, you know, you've got Joel Edmondson, yeah. Madison, David Savard. Uh, but really, outside of that, there there isn't anything. So, um, that, that give me your predictions, guys. Uh, Kess, we'll start with you. Where are they finishing in the Atlantic Division? They're going to finish 7th. I can't wait to hear what number eight is. All right, Padre, yeah. where, where's Montreal finishing?
2: You know what? It's kind of weird. Like, I actually like their forwards a lot. Like, they remind me
1: of the Blues a little bit, but not as talented.
2: They're just, they're really not that bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, I i think next year they'll get Dubois. <laughs> so I think they'll get that, you know, like that that number one center. Yeah. Um, but their D course is so bad. It's bad. And, and just you know they have they have some young guys with harris and, and justin barron look good when i watched him play a little mm-hmm. bit last year but i just can't picture with that decor them being able to compete you know and at the end of the day i think you know you build your team from the back end out and not having price there and then i, I just i like i said i think they're gonna finish last
1: all right so that is number eight i will also concur i think that they will be uh the eighth place team in the atlantic and uh man if they They need, they're a team that needs Bedard, but I don't want to see Bedard in Montreal. Sorry, Montreal Canadiens fans. I don't, I don't want to see that. I just, uh, I don't know. But I mean, it would fit. I want, I'll say this about Bedard because he's going to come up a lot throughout the season. I want him to go to a team that is bad, bad. Like, not like a New Jersey wins the lottery, shouldn't be as bad as they are. And, you know, like, I want him to go to an Arizona or Montreal, someone It's a team that's really bad. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to the Ottawa Senators. They finished seventh last year in the Atlantic Division. Um, Kessel, give me your initial takes on, on the Ottawa Senators and, I, and their things.
3: Yeah, I think they had the most exciting offseason out of like any team, right? It's pretty close, yeah, if not yet. Yeah. yeah, so I, I wonder, this is one of those things, right? So you see teams make uh, acquisitions during the year. They have a full off season, training camp, whatever, to get acclimated to each other. Um, Padre, how long do you think, like you have a lot of people playing with you know, line mates that they haven't played with before. Uh, Do you think that's something that takes a while to get like that chemistry and stuff going? Or is that something that you think within a week or two, they should be okay, they should be clicking?
2: It's tough to say, because I remember when we brought in O'Reilly with the Blues and stuff, and we had like all these big acquisitions that year we won the Cup. If you remember, when we were dead last at the trade deadline. So I always, I remember thinking going into the season, like, oh, we're going to be so sick. Like, we got all these big guys coming in, and it's just going to gel so great. Mm -hmm. And it took forever to gel. And I don't know if that's you know it's just it's really just tough to say honestly because you know it, it, it all looks great on paper right like oh okay we're gonna have you know Claude Giroux you know playing with uh, Stutzla and you know I don't know, whoever on the wing, it. but you, you know what I'm saying so it's it's just it looks good but it's tough to say you know it, yeah and
3: Giroux still looked great last year too with Florida you still like
2: Kessel you've seen this for years how many times have been like oh this guy could play with Crosby and then he can't. Mm-hmm. yeah you know I mean? yeah that always <laughs> happens so that's
3: that's what i was thinking too because like the one year they traded for a game like it didn't click immediately yeah. but they have like that full off season to like actually mm-hmm. you know gain that chemistry I, this team still looks weak defensively to me right so yeah. i i don't know um they they should be exciting to watch
1: 100 percent. like i think that they are finally entering like it, 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 the exciting period of the rebuild and um obviously uh Eugene passing away, but he was always famously like not really someone that would ever spend his money, which was always a big like knock on him. But they seem to be like the Giroux signing is big, like that shows like financial investment. Uh, man, Stutzler got the bag. Uh, again, that was kind of an example I was using. Like, he got 8.3, I believe, for eight years, and he is 20 years old, so coming right out of his entry level. And that could be huge because if his trajectory just keeps going up and he gets to a point per game player at at eight point three, that's a huge deal, um, but I think that when you see you see this in all sports, really, not just hockey, but the team that makes the biggest amount of moves on paper, very rarely in the first year does it work, like as well, like you know, I'm trying to think, of, like the um, this is off topic, but Bryce Harper's first year with the with the Phillies, they added like a ton, and it was just piss poor. And I think that in hockey, oh, it's even sure. harder because you, you need that chemistry for sure. But, man, like a forward core that has Brady, Claude Giroud, Debrinket, Josh Norris, Drake Batherson, Stutzla. Like, and then on the back end, um, getting a full season of Jake Sanderson. I'm, I'm really excited to see him uh, because, Nasty. yeah, he, he looks like he's going to be real good. And then Eric Brandstrom, the worst master set player to ever get put in that <laughs> NHL 22. <laughs> in that they get Cam Talbot, who's solid. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see, uh, on him. Um, I, I think that you, you kind of touched on, I guess, so they made the most amount of moves, but it's like, you know, like how long does it take to gel? So, uh,
3: go ahead. Oh yeah. One more thing that whenever, um, so that year after they lost to the Penguins in the, uh, Eastern conference finals, and then they, uh, traded away Carlson. Like, I really thought that this team was like destined to be like shitty for years Mm -hmm. And this turnaround happened pretty quickly. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if they're a playoff team right now. I don't think they are. But I'm still surprised to see, at least on paper, how well they look.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think that they've... It's funny, because when you look at teams that have been rebuilding forever, like Arizona, for instance, your first-round picks have to hit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, getting gems elsewhere in the draft, that's one thing. But if if you're getting a top-five pick and it does not hit, like, that, that you just wasted a year essentially you've just wasted an entire year of of being bad in your franchise which is why being in this purgatory is is so rough like the sharks are um where like you need to get bad fast and and you know they they did well with law. that Carlson trade worked out huge cuz if same with like covid like had the sharks roster at the time wasn't great but I don't think it would have been third worst in the league. They were on a really bad run and didn't make the bubble when the cutoff happened, and they just took advantage of that and they got Stutzla, who is who looks phenomenal. So, uh, Padre, where do you think the Ottawa Senators are going to finish this year?
2: I think they'll finish seventh. Oh, no, sorry.
1: I think they'll finish sixth. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. Okay, okay. So they're going to move up uh, move up a spot to number six. Uh, Kessel, where do you think they finish? I got them at five. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just not confident in their back end. That's kind of the I, I'm very like I wanna see it. But on the other teams that we're about to talk about, I would I would probably take Ottawa's roster over them. I will say Ottawa finishes sixth. I will say Ottawa finishes sixth.
3: Okay. Dude, how tough is this division though?
1: It's it's bad. The Metro last year looked like it was a gong show and it ended up being not yeah. as bad. This the Atlantic is uh, phenomenal division like it is it is wild now um and it's crazy just one year basically the one year just turnover um all right guys moving on to uh the sixth place uh detroit red wings in, in 2022 uh they made the most acquisitions they had uh, this is i think the fourth year of the Iser plan or the third year and uh he had a ton of cap because a lot of contracts came off the books and a lot of moves were made to, to clear it up and he used it so um they go out and get a ton of people why don't you uh Padre why don't you run through the acquisitions uh by uh by the Red Wings
2: yeah they obviously they brought in Billy Huso who I yeah. think a good addition they have a great tandem now with him and Nadelkovich, I mm-hmm. think and it takes some of the weight off Nadelkovic's shoulders I think he kind of got a little exposed last year and he, he played a lot and uh obviously adding David Perron like that was a that was a great contract just like he, he's, he's been so severely underpaid and I think because of COVID he still is underpaid but you know he'll be a huge addition to that power play he's so good that from that uh that flank spot and yeah. Kubalik, you know he had a down year last year in Chicago but I, I think he might bounce back and I, I love the way Ben Sherat plays I thought that was a really good addition on the back end and I I mean I rather have paid him what they paid him than like paying like what you paid like Gabranson and Columbus or that deal. That that's was like, that. Yeah. Again, we yeah, talked yeah. about
1: that. I don't think that deal <laughs> happens if Goudreau signs first.
2: <laughs> right. And then the Andrew cop deal, that's a really solid deal. I think for them, I, he, he's just, he's a really good two way centerman and coming home to his hometown. You know, he's he grew up as a Red Wings fan. I always think there's something there where, you know, you kind of get some, you get more out of these guys, but yeah, I, I really like their team. Honestly, like I, I, this is the one I'd be more confident in. I, a lot of it's because of am more insider. <laughs> You know, yeah was, it's true when you have a when you have so a good.
1: number a number one defenseman that adds adds a ton of that's 30 minutes a night where the team isn't probably scoring all that much uh David Perron, the shot prop god. I made so much money <laughs> off of him in the Blues uh, Blues playoff uh, series last year. It was automatic. He literally He's just always been so solid. Yeah, it, it's fun. Yeah. dude. We're gonna talk about this because Casso, I mean, we, we talked about this off air. You've got a little you got a little thing cooking for for uh, for gamble gambling season once NHL starts. And uh, man, there's something to a, a guy who is the trigger man on the power play because man, the Blues just fed him the puck every power play. He sat in the Ovechkin spot. And he would just pound the biscuit. So, uh, yeah. it what's cool is that I think again, uh, Iserman gets a lot of props for a his drafting, um, going back to you know his time with the, with the Lightning. But uh, signing Peron Kubalik to two year deals, like you can just move them,
3: you know, mm-hmm. like they're probably not oh, like, on the Peron's team. Perron's probably going to go back to the Blues at one of these. Years, <laughs> yeah, right? for the 15 always, always time. Does. Yeah,
1: yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and the Ben Chirac one was the first one I kind of thought. Again, this is my take on Sherrott. Um, I think that he made this contract in that cup run with Montreal, and when he was with Florida this year, he wasn't nearly as good as he was and when when Montreal tried to make him that number one defenseman, cause Shea Weber ate up all those tough minutes in the playoffs, but Sherrott was a phenomenal like next tier defenseman for them. And when he was forced to be like a number one, I just didn't see him be all that great. But it's under five million. It is four years. It cop at five. Um, I think it's safe again. I think five million dollar contract is whatever in the current landscape because that's that's relatively cheap. And then, yeah, they they extend uh, Philip Zadina as well for under two million. Uh, but they did make a lot of additions. It it really comes down to their prospects. So like, if Edvinson Edvinson is massive, by the way, him and Sider when they like grow up is that is going to be. <laughs> holy smokes um so we'll see if Evanson comes over and has a big year same with uh long or mate lucas raymond if he becomes like a 60 point player that's massive for the right because i think that they still lack scoring like i think that's what they you know phil or i mean uh moritz sider is a number one defenseman which uh mm-hmm. good, prof- i remember everyone this is this is another reason why iserman is just considered one of the best GMs. like everyone i remember watching tsn and they were like, "What." Like, they, like, didn't have a graphic prepared. And he was taken at, like,
3: five. Like, he, they were all like, what in the world is going on here? And uh, he does it again. He is just so good. I went to uh, a game this year whenever they were playing the Penguins here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't say this too often. He pretty much, like, shut Crosby down and mm-hmm. got under his skin the whole entire game. Like, it was fun to watch, even though, like, you know, my team lost. Mm-hmm. But he is just so damn good. Yep. It is. Uh, he. Is I think a beat.
2: full season of Verona, too.
1: True, it'll be nice. Yeah, true. This my camera froze? Give me one second as I get that back. um Yeah, like I, I agree. I think that um, getting a full year of those guys as well. It's just it's a lo- it's a lot like Ottawa. A lot of stuff yeah. got added, and that doesn't always work right away. I think that Ottawa added higher end pieces, um yeah. and they were. I guess they weren't a kind of ahead. They were almost in the same spot. I feel like Detroit and Ottawa are the ones that are going to kind of flip flop here. So, would that be Yeah, but
3: these are all like uh like low risk moves. Like they're really smart 100%. by man, right? Like you guys saying, you can get like rid these of him. Are almost like yeah, you can get rid of him within 2 years. Like there's that transition let your guys develop. Like it's really smart. What do you think Moritz Sider makes?
1: Mm, 11. <laughs> like it's going to be it is going to be a lot. Like when does his contract come up? it just
2: depends i guess cuz mccar got 9 i feel like that's going to be like the bar right it's
1: not like that's a
2: thing though Makar got problem, 9 right?
1: like the team goes Makar has 9 but then more inside is like yeah
2: but he's an idiot <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah it's tough I, I that's what i'm saying it's like i feel like he won't get over 9 but then the caps going to go up and stuff so it's tough to say but yeah i th- i don't know i i really like their team though like the way it's built and i like i like the moves that they made like like you said they're kind of i'm curious to see what happens with larkin i feel like they have to sign him i mean He's from there. He's the guy say he's a great captain. He's only 26 years old. I he mean, it feels
1: like he's been in the league for 15 forever. years. Forever. Yeah.
2: yeah. He he's so fast, yeah. too. It's like it's like you're you're playing to the modern day, you know, NHL. And I'm curious to with Tyler Bertuzzi. Like I could see if they fall on their face a little bit if they move him at the deadline. They get a lot for Bertuzzi. I he's agree. a good player.
1: Uh what do you think they finish? Um I I think they'll finish 6th. Quite okay. so same as uh, we're we're in lockstep here. So Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit for you, uh
3: Kessel. I got them at six too, but the uh, the league's more fun when Detroit's good, right? We grew up with them making the playoffs every single year, so hopefully <laughs> they oh, wait, do wait, better. Wait, wait, wait! Did that. I say? Did
2: I say, say? I meant to say fifth, but basically I think my, sorry Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit. All right, all right. Like my, you
1: spoiled the right Buffalo. Right you spoiled <laughs> yeah, the sorry, Buffalo. Sorry, okay, sorry. okay.
2: I don't um, think they're better than, but I don't think Buffalo is better than
1: them. So I'll, I'll say this cast. So I do not feel the sentiment about Detroit. being <laughs> They were in the Western conference for a little too long as when, yeah. uh, when I was a shark went early on in my sharks fan 10 years. So, uh, I think that Detroit, oh, yeah, I feel like, man, with how bad Boston could be, the bottom, yeah, I think the, the bottom could really fall out for Boston. I like, I feel like it's in the realm of possibility. I'm just,
2: uh, yeah I'm, No, I won't say fourth.
1: There's no way I can say fourth. I will say Detroit finishes fifth. So I will go Montreal eight, Ottawa seven, uh, Detroit fifth. Um, On to our next squadron, the Buffalo Sabres, who I love. I grew up in Southern Ontario. I had season tickets to the Sabres in the Brewery and Dreher era. Lived in Buffalo for about seven years. Um, One of my favorite teams to watch as a kid, obviously. But they have got to be the worst team ever when it comes to spending their money because they, they went so long in uh, when I believe Darcy Regeer was the GM where they just weren't allowed to spend money and they were very frugal with their money. And they just somehow managed to find all these great signings like they did uh, in the brewery and brewery and brewery era. And then they get a new owner and they're allowed to just open up the checkbook and they're like, Bang, Jeff Skinner nine milli, and it just falls out. You know, I think mm-hmm. Matt Reed got a huge contract. Matt Molson got a massive one. It's like yeah. every time they spend money, it always ends up terrible for the Sabers. And here we go, Tage Thompson with an anomaly season. He gets the bag. Uh, so Kesso, why don't you run me through uh, your takes on on the Buffalo Sabers?
3: I don't like them. I find them boring. Um, obviously, they have the the potential on defense. Uh, that that Tage Thompson extension. We we talked about it with so many. We've talked about it with so many teams though. It's like you give those young guys that like whatever. But dude, seven what is it? Seven point one a year. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, of that's money. just crazy. Like we're not playing the video game, you know. Like I, I know he's a big boy. I hope it works out. Like um, let me
1: let me read this before you go any further. Okay. Yeah. Forty one games. I forgot he was a blue. uh He came over in the O'Reilly trade, which saves the O'Reilly trade for the. It doesn't, but like it helps a little bit. Nine points in forty-one games. Uh, Then he gets his first year in Buffalo. He's been there for four years. Twelve points in sixty-five. The next year, I believe he's hurt. Oh no, it was the COVID nineteen twenty. No, I think he was hurt. Uh, Fourteen games in thirty-eight or fourteen points in thirty-eight games in twenty twenty-one, and then sixty-eight and seventy-eight. Now he moved from wing to center, and that clear. And then he really clicked with Alex Tuck um mm-hmm. so they're banking on a lot of that but man there is yeah like one of these is not like the others and uh with with jeff i'm just stunned because of the jeff skinner thing like how are you so okay with doing a contract like that but
3: no talking. i don't get it but i think every single year we see gms do these like super puzzling signings right mm-hmm. like that jeff skinner one was like terrible
1: it's well he just came off like a 30 or 40 goal season like and he was a calder winner, like it it, it, that one, I think, was like, man, no one saw him being that bad. But, like, this one. Padre, talk to me a little bit about the Tate Thompson deal. What do you think?
2: At least Skinner, like, last year rebounded a little bit. A little right? bit, yeah. He, yeah, he, he, he tucked tuck 33 last year. He had 63 and 80 last year, which is, that's a pretty good season. It's, it's just bad. you forget about it because he plays in Buffalo. Yep. And, like, as much as the, you grew up there a little bit and... I want to see them do good because it's such a fun time when they're good. That the, that's the fans city, are, bro. Like, yeah, the fans are awesome, and I, I'm so happy for them with the Alex Tuck thing because it, it reminds me a lot of Columbus. Like, you want to get guys that want to play there, right? Yeah, and and Tuck from there, and like Spit and Chicklets put out a funny video of him getting the Buffalo Bills fans going last night, walking yeah. into the game, and, and it's just it's cool to see. Like, I think he's an ex captain of the Sabers. So I'm calling it now. Not nice. like it's really big of a hot take, but it's 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 something that you know it's something to build around, and I'm you know. I'm a little bit, for the longest time, I was like, Tage Thompson is so soft. Like, he's six foot six. He doesn't really get into it. But, like, last year, watching him play, he's put on some weight, moving to center. And I'm going to be honest, and this might be another hot take top 10 shot in the NHL, especially from that spot right there, where Stamkos and Ovechkin, I mean, you go back and watch a lot of his goals. He has an absolute piss missile from that spot. It's one of the cleanest one timers I've seen in a while. And I mean they could end up looking like geniuses cuz like 7 million might be like nothing if he does that again. True.
1: Like if he goes up and puts out 65 points again or 35 goals, like that's a fine contract. That's and
2: Pretend like you didn't sign him and he does it again and he's yeah. like well, I'm not st- I- I'm not staying in Buffalo. Yep. You know it's like yeah. so
1: That's that's yeah. the risk of the run. So we just talked about this earlier about like your the, the problem with like the Coyotes is their first round picks with their high picks don't pan out. Like they don't like mm-hmm. that's the issue. Um, whereas Ottawa it looks like they're they're working out half decent. Casey Middlestad, like that, just didn't land. Like he just was not like he peaked at the World Juniors, um, yeah. and and hopefully he might become something, but I doubt it. Uh, Zemgis Jurgensins, he's twenty eight now, but remember him and uh, Zadorov. I believe. Um, just again, Zadorov became a little bit better as as his career went on, but Urganson's never really panned out in, into a top end player. Dylan Cousins looks really good after not playing in the NHL in his in his first year, but uh, he's an RFA next year, and Peyton Krebs too. Peyton Krebs is really good. Like I think that Vegas yeah. is gonna kick themselves for that. Um, obviously with Eichel, but uh, you have Jack Quinn who's gonna make the jump to the NHL this year. I feel like everyone he forgets about awesome. Jack Quinn. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people he forget looks about him. Awesome you know.
2: And Owen Power, he looks like mini headman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Owen Power is going to be I always talk about this. Like I always make like kind of like the joke, but it's not really cuz I He's going
2: to be on our hot teams, boys. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Dude, Owen Power like I always say that Bordelo is going to be the second best Michigan Wolverine way behind Owen Power because he looks when he just looks like um it was so funny too cuz that was the COVID draft when no one played, right? Yeah. And it just mm-hmm. looked like maybe that was a reach and this draft was going to be really bad. He looks he looks legit. So
2: six foot six and can like
1: like him and Darlene is just going to be so fun for for a while. Um, Darlene comes up in two years. Uh, They finally get rid of Opozo, another guy that just dude. they sign him and it just never works out. So I hope I couldn't believe that they finished fifth. Like I I don't remember that at all. And that's part of their problem because they always go on runs at the end of the year when everyone mm-hmm. else is sold, and they, I don't know, maybe they, they start to click. Alex, God, maybe I, maybe I, Kesto, where do you put Buffalo?
3: Well, I mean, I can't have them any higher than some of the teams I, I listed. right? Yeah. I said Montreal in seventh, so I have them in last. Um, and I, I think like I think like six to eights anybody, but I have yeah. them last.
1: What about you, Padre?
2: I think seventh. I just, I'm a little worried about their goaltending too. And the problem with them in Ottawa the last few years, I always say is, they they have like these like oh this is gonna be you know f- like a cool roster to watch or this would be fun exciting and then they they just like fall on their face like right off right out of the gate and then they can't make it up like Ottawa does that every year recently yeah where they just fall on their face November is like done if, like the Sabers have to start on time they yeah. have to do that this year if they want to be you know anywhere near a playoff spot you know but I think seventh oh,
1: so man. I really want to say higher than I did but I think Montreal finishes eighth. I think I said Ottawa seven, but I'm I'm gonna change it. I, I apologize. I'm gonna go Buffalo seventh. Ottawa. It's confusing and Detroit.
2: it's confusing remembering because they're yeah. Yeah, they're
1: on the left. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I apologize. I'm gonna go yeah, I'm gonna so to update, I'm gonna say Montreal in eighth, Buffalo in seventh, Ottawa, then Detroit. Um Kessa, what was
3: yours? So I had um Ottawa in fifth. Detroit in sixth, Buffalo, I'm sorry, Montreal in seventh, Buffalo in eighth.
1: Okay. And Kessler, I think yeah. you have
3: the same as or even Padre, I think you have the same as mine. Yeah. Okay. Uh
1: all righty. Uh let's move on to our first uh, playoff team from the Atlantic last year, the Boston Bruins. I don't know why. I'm a huge Red Sox and Patriots fan. I hate the Bruins. I uh, always have. And I think maybe it's because I grew up like a Leafs fan when I was a kid. And I, I don't I have because I have no reason why I don't like I love the city of Boston. I can't stand the Bruins. So I've always had this, like, negative look on them and I always thought they were worse than they are. Um, that first line has carried this franchise for a while because it probably is the best first line in in the playoffs. Like, I remember, like, the last, like, five years, like, Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak, minimum one goal a game in the playoffs. Like, that line will score, and then you have to just, you know, the depth is whatever, but now there's some issues. So, uh, Padre, talk to me what your thoughts are on the Boston Bruins.
2: Yeah, I mean, the big thing <clears throat> is just the injuries, right? Like, you have six months out on McAvoy, their number one defenseman, Grizzlick, same kind of thing. Martian scheduled to skate for the first time on Friday after coming off a double hip, which, like, when you have hips and you're a hockey player, I mean, you just never know. You know, it's the same, same thing with, like, back injuries. But I don't know. I'm excited to see Krejci come back. Uh, it's pretty apparent with DeBrus pulling his trade request, Krejci coming back, that... They weren't too big of fans of Bruce Cassidy. Oh no, uh, man, it's uh it's pretty cool to see uh, Jimmy Montgomery get another shot, being the you know after he was here last year with St. Louis, and you know he was really good with Dallas and one of the best you know college coaches when he was at Denver. And but I think the big thing with them, and I think it's gonna boost them up honestly, is just getting rid of Cassidy. I think Montgomery's gonna make that team click, and I uh, I don't think they're gonna you know like win the you know the division or anything like that. But I I just I think they're gonna be right there if not a playoff team because it's just they have so much experience and that line they'll get healthy i think they'll weather the storm and i'm curious to see how pavel zaka does because apparently he's gonna be starting with bergeron so dude
1: he man he is one of again new jersey with their with their like that mcdavid draft he's the one like landmine like because like dude that first like 15 is incredible and then it's like pavel zaka it's like man you missed because i remember like meyer Rantonin, in Provorov like all those guys are right behind him uh in what i think will end up being like the best draft like better than 2003 even though that's that's gonna be tough to to do but um the one thing in terms of their cap they lose half their team next year like so there are they're pushing all the chips in, and it'll be very interesting what happens in the next offseason. So I'm going to read down the list of guys that are UFAs after this season. So you've got Nick Felino, Pavel Zaka, Craig Smith, Bergeron, Noshik, Chris Wagner, Trent Frederick, Krejci, all gone. And then the their entire defense is back, though. McAvoy, Lynn And
2: the, and the and Pasternak's of UFA.
1: Yeah, Pasternak, too. I forgot about that. So he's going to get 10 at least. Mm, yes. So yes. that's going to eat up a lot of this. Um, but then, man, Marshan's 34, uh, and obviously very, very hurt. Taylor Hall is not the MVP Taylor Hall. Um, so we'll see. Kesto, what do you think of, of the Bruins and you, you know, uh, and, and how you think they'll do this season?
3: So I, I think it's, it's weird. So you were talking about football a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you like the Patriots there. There's a Patriot way. We know that, right. Yep. But there is a Bruins way too. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, it, started, you know, Chara was there all the years, right. Um, it, I, if I feel like it ends, and unless somehow Bergeron passes down this like wisdom to McAvoy, I feel like it ends once he's gone. Like he signed that sweetheart deal, like what it's up to five million with the easy incentives yeah, this year. Looks like, but it. Th- this team, every single year I look at them, I feel like I've been looking at the same team for like five to ten years now, and it's like starting to dwindle away. Um, I like this team. I think no matter what, they'll be solid. Like they, they have the same first line there. Um, we'll see how Marchand does after that. But he's he's just somehow he's one of those weird players like Marty Saint Louis, where he's just gotten better as he's gotten older. Oh, yeah. Like after his 30s, he like catapulted. Yep. And like, you know, six years ago, you wouldn't think Brad Marchand's like Brad Marchand, no, now, right? Like it's so strange. I i think they're gonna do well. I think they'll always do well as as long as some of those guys are there.
1: I man, because i I have always felt they've been very top heavy. And mm-hmm. the top is just, like, not there to start the season. Uh, like, I, I'm wondering, just, we, we talked about how good the Atlantic Division is. Like, it is going to be, there is no, like, even, even the bottom end, like, Montreal and Buffalo, it, it's not like they are going to be awful as they were last year. They have a lot, they are a lot better. This entire division improved. I don't think anyone got worse at the bottom end. Boston, I feel like, did not improve enough. And, oh, man, I, I guess they're fourth. But just because, like, barely,
3: like I could see it's their last year there.
1: I yeah, like I could see, I could see Detroit or Ottawa taking out Boston in in fourth. And I don't know if four teams make the playoffs in the Atlantic. Um, uh, probably, yeah, they probably five do probably to be or um, five probably make it. So that man, if five people teams in the Atlantic, that's that means there's gonna be one really fun team, no matter what. Like in the Atlantic, like yeah. there could be one really fun team i'll say i'll say boston finishes uh finishes fourth so keep it in that same order i'll say they finish four but the, yeah th- I, I agree with you i think this is their last year there Padre, what about you yeah
2: i think fourth too i think castle hit the nail on the head uh about bergeron I, i'd be curious to see what johnny beecher does because that that's kind of like their their top prospect yeah. for centerman yeah. and stuff and i'm out of michigan and i'm curious to see you know what happens like castle said after bergeron leaves because he's He's unreal. I mean, he could probably play till he's forty. He's kind of like Tom Brady. He Just seems like he never loses it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, coming up just short of their third straight Stanley Cup. It's funny because I usually hate repeat champions. I think like as a sports fan, it, it sucks unless you're witnessing like a dynasty. Because like I'm big on like when we saw the Cubs win right? In our lifetime, whenever like there's, there's people that had two generations of, of like full life and full, a full life and never saw that. So I like seeing historical stuff happen. Um, but I also don't like repeats in, in, in hockey, but Tampa winning three would have been something that in the cap era probably wouldn't ever be done again. Like without, mm-hmm. it, without ma- it takes a magical amount of luck, everything going right. And, and then actually being able to succeed, but it looks like they're on their, their downswing. It, it's funny how we talked about the cap and the potential. There was rumors that it goes up to hundred million. They handed out eight or eight year deals like candy this offseason. season.
3: Three of them, right? Yeah. yeah,
1: and it was it was wild to see because you think of them as a cap, you know, a team that has cap issues, and they're always going to have it until you know, they, they, until they until they're done. And they gave out a ton. Julian Breeswell is just like, yeah, whatever. Maybe that might actually work in their favor because they would save some money signing them for eight years. Uh, obviously the tenure sucks and as a sharks fan those are terrifying deals but um if it does go up a lot then they're in business so um they've got Brainpoint, Point who is locked up until the end of twenty nine thirty at nine point five they get Nick P- Nick Paul was one of the crazy ones like three point one for eight years essentially like or seven I believe it's seven like that that's a crazy deal that you do not see ever for a role player to yeah. get that kind of that kind of tenure uh who is honestly great for them in the playoffs though Mm -hmm. uh you had sergachev who uh is the perfect number two defenseman i think in the nhl like one of the best number two defensemen in the nhl probably right behind like devon taves in my opinion 8.5 until you know the end of 2030 31 which scares me to see that that's a thing (laughs) dude we'll be i'll be 50 (laughs) when that deal is done. no i'll be sorry i'll be 40 oh my god that math i'll be 40 when that deal's done uh eric shurnak got one same thing like it's it's crazy and i believe i'm forgetting someone i thought surelli
3: um Cirelli got. yeah
1: surelli yeah, got a, the bag too 50 mil dude it's wild so one of the craziest off seasons from from a signing standpoint because they're just essentially running it back so um guess what do you think of the lightning and, and their chances of, of of going back to the cup final again
3: they have the experience right that's a given their, their roster's great. Like, barring any, they always experience some injury issues here and there where people coming back, whatever. Um, I, they have as good of a chance as anybody, right, mm-hmm. like, to win this year. So I, I think they're just going to be a powerhouse this year again. But what's weird, like, looking at those contracts they gave out, like, Hedman comes up in, like, a couple years, and Sargachev's making more than him right now. You know, oh, like, in whenever three years. Hedman's, yeah, That's... whenever Hedman's is done, he'll be thirty four. Like I That's wonder an what one. look like then. Yeah,
1: because yeah, you got to think that like, how much more at thirty four is he gonna make? Like I think that he kind of screwed like a lot, like Crosby. Just his contracts kept coming up like at the worst times before the cap it blows up, or someone makes a a, a crap ton of money, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Now that Duche or me sorry Ducheyne. Now that um uh, uh Nathan McKinnon makes twelve point six, he's no longer the best hit dude, seven point eight for Victor Hedman for three more years is the reason why the, the Lightning can go back to the cup final, I think. Hey eh, Padre?
2: I love this team. Like if if there was no such thing as like a cup hangover, even though they didn't win the cup or, you know, just barring health, I think this is the best team in the East. I'm not even kidding. I love this roster because it's it's so well balanced, and everyone always like outperforms their deals down there. Like I think bringing Domestikov back, a guy that they drafted, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have a great year. And I just, I don't know, I love the defense too. I feel like uh, Philip Myers. I forgot about Philip coming, Myers. Great, people, card. You know, people coming out of the bubble were like raving about him with the Flyers. Yep. Now that he's playing in Tampa, and he's not, you know, like gonna be like have all this like pressure on him and mm-hmm. whatnot. Putting him with a headman or a Sergachev, I mean, mm-hmm. that decor is awesome. And Ian Cole is such a good shot blocker. He's a gamer. Kessel, you saw it for years in Pitt. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got he won two cups there. And Calfoot, you know, I mean, the jury's still out. He, you know, he's had some good games, he's had some bad games. I mean, he's been up and down, but I I love this roster. I I think they're gonna finish second. But I think uh like, that's obviously barring any health just because you never know with how much of a, you know, hangover all those games that they've played the last three years have caused on them. But, you know, I really like this team. They're the best goalie in the world, too. Yeah. That's yeah. It. I mean, yeah.
3: This is know. one of those things where it's like it's an unfair advantage for such a great team, right? Because you're always going to get those veterans signing those million-dollar deals or, like, those yeah. acquisitions later in the season. Um, And like you said, like, the team's just perfectly put together. Like, it's, a, it's just gm master class right here
1: mm-hmm. no, i agree i think eisenman built like just an absolutely insane court no andre palat anymore though and i'm like that's and they won't have i would be willing to bet that calorn has gone too um so they'll have to figure out like after this season uh because yeah. that, the that, weird
0: thing
3: about hurt. seeing palat go is like i don't know if you guys remember it was uh kucherov tyler johnson and Pilato. And hl that, like, little, line like that yeah, yeah dude and it was like and that was what like six years ago and like kucherov's the only one left and like i remember whenever that line first started playing together it was like oh wow these guys are like really good together yep and um it's just kucherov left now yep
1: is um i think i uh, do get isaac howard too like one of like the like crazy like forgetting for him in there like because obviously them being so good their draft has been awful like in, in terms of their spots Isaac Howard looks like a, a really good draft pick for them this year and uh, we'll see if he ever plays for the Lightning though because he'll probably get moved in a deal for somebody um kessa what do you think they finish
3: I got them at second I think Padre you had them at second as well right yeah second. yeah
1: I will yeah. I have I have Tampa in second as well yeah I it's tough because what are the odds Stamkos and Kucherov say healthy for a season now? That's the tough part. Like that, it. like yeah. what, like 60% that one of them doesn't miss 20 games? Like it. Right. Know? And that's why I just base everything off of injuries. It's mm-hmm. we'll see, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree. Um, all right. So moving on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, oh, baby. I love living in Southern Ontario because all it is, is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm okay with that. I I have a soft spot for the Leafs. I really do want to see Toronto win a cup for my old man. He has been a diehard Leafs fan uh, since he was born and he was seven the last time they won a cup. So uh, let's talk a bit about uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are in the San Jose Sharks nuts in a vice where they have a core that has not performed, but they can't do anything with them. And it's going to be the same conversation every year. Until, uh, in my opinion, John Tavares is gone. But out of the four, let's see your take. Who do you think of any of those four players, the big four, gets moved first if if it happens at all? Padre, you go oh, Okay, you go. <laughs> as Cole in Cole. trade or as in like yeah, gone. free agency? Uh, oh. <laughs> let's, say, let's say in the next two years. Let's pretend they get knocked out in the first I think
2: Austin year. Matthews is gone in two years. Oh, dude, I, comment I, section is already exploding. I, I, i've brian burke said it years ago and i love I, i'm so jealous that kessel gets to have him in pittsburgh i think he's an awesome a awesome hockey guy and i've been saying for years i just don't see an american-born player like austin matthews staying there i think he's going to go to phoenix or i think he's going to go to la or the rangers like it's either going to be a big market or he's going to go home and yeah, yeah. i i just can't picture him staying. There. And, and if he were to hypothetically stay there like they had like a you know hush hush agreement that's why Willie Nylander will be the
1: one that ultimately I think has to get moved out. It, it's funny because Nylander is the one that like everyone that was like the first guy like whenever yeah. whenever Leafs fans were like we got to like, he's the only one like returning value. Well, I mean not returning value, but like it's it's not that bad. Like I think it's Tavares. Like I honestly well, think that I just Tavares. don't
2: anybody wants him because he can't skate the mm. same and he never was a great skater to begin with, right? So I just feel like it's such a hard contract. I mean, eleven million dollar cap hit in the next three years.
1: I mean, I don't know. <sighs> I will say this until. Yeah if John Tavares would have just chose the Sharks three franchises, like he altered the course of three franchises. And I don't think any of it was positive. Tavares was offered 12 by the Sharks and that was who they were. He was down to. He yeah, chose, but Sh- he didn't have the
3: bed sheets. He the did Sharks it. And then the boo
1: Starfighter. He didn't, he didn't have it. And then San Jose had their best team ever and they needed one more thing. They went out and got Carlson. And we all know how that played out. If John Tavares would have just became a shark, you know, they would the Leafs wouldn't have had Tavares, but they probably would have had Dougie Hamilton or Alex Petrangelo. And whether you want to say that those guys are better than Tavares right now, with this team, if you would have if you would have had them we'll talk about Morgan Riley in a second, if they would have had actually had a number one, true number one defenseman, they might have, you know, gotten out of the first round. But let's talk uh we so many hot takes. I can like, dude, we've angered a lot of that fan base. I feel like <laughs> already right, just so let's talk yeah. about uh they're additions, okay? So uh, I think we have to start with the goaltending because I think over the last three years, it has literally gotten worse every year. They <laughs> went from so. Freddie Anderson and Jack Campbell, the Jack Campbell and Morazic, to Matt Murray and Samsonov, and Dubas bet his job on Matt Murray. So talk to me a little bit about that, Kessel.
3: Uh, dude, I mean, look, I love Matt Murray. He gave me two Stanley Cups mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Like, I, I can't say enough good things about him. It's, it's weird how his career ended up now compared to what it was mm-hmm. i mean even whenever his his first year it's like that weak love hand it's like nothing's changed right like it's the scouting report was out on him then but he always like showed up for those playoff games no matter what mm-hmm. um i it's dude i don't get why like 4.6 like why did they i don't understand the signing um he's risking a lot on matt murray
1: yeah it's his I, job I, in my opinion it,
3: dude it, it's it's yeah. his job like you, you're doing that on matt murray i don't get it but I look, I said the same thing about the Capitals, like uh, right before they won the cup. They're gonna win one of these years. Mm-hmm. They, they have to. You mm-hmm. probably said the same thing about the Sharks. It didn't end up working mm-hmm. out, but like they have the, the team's too good. I know you can say whatever about the defense, but like the team's too good. They're gonna win one of these years. For Leafs fans, I hope it's this year. Like I really do. Um, austin matthews is too good i think they have to win
1: i've said this for like last three years like i compare it to like michael jordan and the pistons he just could not get past the pistons and then once he did they just won championships like i don't think it'll be like that but i guarantee you that once dude watching the leafs last year in the playoffs man it is so apparent that when you get down to the moment where you have to eliminate and win a playoff round like it is so wild to watch the Leafs because every single time that they're in a situation where it's elimination or someone needs to score a big goal, they're all just, just like doing one of these. Yeah. Like, they're just like, who's going to do it? And no one's like, I'm going to do it. And it's.
3: I, you'd have to think, though, if it was under the old playoff rules, they probably would have had. they play in conference finals. Last... They're playing yeah, conference dude. final
1: matches in the first round.
3: Yeah. They they lost a game seven of the to the lightning like.
1: They do, Dude, and what's them. wild is they—the the Lightning team. survived that series. Like, yeah. they barely hung on because they made Vasilevsky look awful in the first four games of that series. Like, that one, I, my best friend is a, is a dire Lightning fan, and he said the same thing. He's like, "Dude, they just like they just hung on against Toronto." But
3: if they just get one more goal, they might be in the Stanley Cup Finals. I, I legitimately think the That's first the time that thing. they
1: move on. And they actually know what it takes to win a playoff round that they really go on like a play, like a, like a, like a cup run. I won't say they're yeah. going to win. Cause I think that no matter what, an Eastern conference team is going to run into Colorado. And in the next couple years, I don't know if anyone beats them, but Padre you're around players enough. And like a team enough. is that like an actual thing? Like if, until you win a playoff round, do you think that fixes almost all of their issues? Just winning one round?
2: Um, I think it's valuable experience. I remember when we won against the Blackhawks and, 2016 I think that helped a lot for that core group of guys like Tarasenko and Schwartz and all those guys that helped us years later it's like when we lost against you guys in the conference finals against the Sharks I think that helped us going that far I just I don't know this roster is just so tough for me like don't get me wrong like Matthews Marner Nylander Tavares like all this like they're just so top heavy and their bottom six is just kind of gross to be honest with you like I'm just not impressed with like Croak unless he's what he was in Nashville. He was not good in Calgary. He was not good in Seattle. I mean, it's a low risk deal at 2.1 million. Um, David camp was good last year for them, but they're, their bottom six and they're, and they're kind of hoping that bunting does what he did again last year. You know what I mean? That's and, a very good
1: deal right now. Yeah. And,
2: is. and their decor, it's just so like, meh. they need a number and one the goal. Right. And then the goalies, I mean, that's it right there. Like, I, I mean, it on paper, they took a step back in that. But then again, like you just you don't really know like what kind of Matt Murray you're going to get, and honestly, like even Samsonov, it's
1: like I think Samsonov you know, might he, be a starter. Like, there's a right, possibility. Like
2: he, yeah, and I, I don't know. And, and then I think Kessler's boy, he's on a PTO, might make the team. Zach Aston Reese, I think. Oh, so he's a know. great guy to have for yeah. the
3: playoffs. Like he was always an analytical darling. Like he's he yeah. won't give you anything on offense, but he'll make sure there's nothing that's happening defensively. I think yeah.
1: the Leafs are really suffering from one of their first round picks becoming something like Lilgren. Lilgrin aside, like if they would have just have like that one entry level deal where the guy is either a, a top four defenseman. Well, maybe Grin is. Um, but yeah, I think that the major issue is that Morgan Riley, while amazing offensive, I think he's a very, very good, very good offensive defenseman does not seem to be able to shut down and play playoff minutes where you've got to play like 30 minutes a night against the best team. And not having that number one defenseman is just so, I think it's, I think it's hurting them. Like I said, I think if Tavares was Petrangelo or Dougie Hamilton, which is two guys that were rumored, like when they were trying to figure out ways to get them. Like, I really think this team makes, looks a lot different, but man, they, they make it out of the first round. Agreed, this year. Yeah. I think it. I think it, like I, I. I don't know why I'm confident. Like Padre, what do you think? I, I think they lose again in the first round. <laughs> um, that can't I, happen, bro. So, like I, like odd wise. <laughs> is, I,
2: I think they'll go. I think they'll get third in the division. Okay. And I think and I think they'll lose to Tampa again. Okay. Oh, well, what do you
1: think? Uh, what do you think, Kesel?
3: I got them first in the division. They're the perfect regular season team, mm-hmm. man. They're they got superstars on the team.
1: I will say they finish first as well. Um, I think by the end of the year, Sam Sonov is probably the starter. And I think that uh, Matthews and Marner both touch a hundred. I think that Mark Giordano signing, which is a lot like the, he just wanted to come home and play for a team at the bare minimum. Like he could have gotten Mark Giordano could have gotten like 2.5 from another team, right? Like he would have, you know, he could have gotten that and uh, he doesn't have a ton left in the tank, but I think that deal really helps uh, Toronto. So I think the problem with Toronto is that if they lose one defenseman, like if they lose Muzzin or Brody or, or, even Giordano for an extended length of time, that's when they really suffer. So I think that they finish first in the division and I hope they do because they need to avoid uh, the two Florida teams. So um, yeah, let's move on. Our last team, the Florida Panthers. Awesome to see the Florida Panthers be good. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I always like seeing um, a team just kind of rebuild and, and be bad forever. And then they finally get their, you know, their spot um Florida Panthers look amazing and a weird offseason like I don't know how you feel more confident because um I think getting Matthew Kuchuk is gigantic for just straight up for Huberto but I think that Mackenzie Weger deal is gonna hurt them more than it'll help them so uh Padre what do you think about uh the Florida Panthers
2: yeah I really like the Panthers I I think they're gonna get first in the division I think at having, having Matthew down there now, they, they've become like a more complete hockey team. Mm-hmm. And Matthew's just such a gamer that in the playoffs, he's going to drag anybody into the fight. He drags everybody in the fight every 82 games of the season. So while the Huberto thing that people need to understand with the Huberto issue is, they weren't going to be able to sign Huberto because of the Bobrovsky contract. God, that's dude, pretty that's... much the gist of it. And that's why they had to get rid of him and Weger. And like, if you think about it, Matthew's only 24 years old. And I think Hubertos about to be I
1: think straight like, up it's very good, like in that sense. Like no argument yes. there. I think it's the Uyghur on top, because Uyghur is a top-pairing defenseman in my opinion.
2: I think they thought they couldn't sign him either. I think they're yeah. I think they're in such cap hell because of that Bobrovsky contract, which obviously Bill Zito didn't uh didn't give out that contract. But um yeah, I, I don't know. I like this team. I I think uh Verhage was such a good Ex ice you know, dog, so yeah. Good. I just he, he was such a good player. I think Sam Bennett has a lot to offer still. Sam Reinhart was real good. I, I don't know. I really like this team. I think they finished first. I think having a more experienced coach and Paul Maurice will help a lot. Obviously, the weirdest thing was Burnett not being brought Dude, back.
1: I think, <laughs> I think that's why they lost and they got smoked in the second round. Yeah, because I, I like Quinn should not be in the league for you know until he serves his time or whatever. Um for the whole Chicago thing. But if Quinville was the head coach, they wouldn't. I don't, they wouldn't have lost like how Tampa, how Tampa, cause I, Brunette just kind of looked at like, just like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's just what Tampa just came out and just crushed them. So, um, yeah, like I think they're going to be phenomenal and that man, it sucks because yeah, I don't know if they thought Spencer Knight would be as good as he is, as quick as he is, like as quick as goalies take forever. So you never know. Um, but his deal is up after the season, his entry level. And that Bobrovsky deal, you can't buy out $40 million left.
3: I said when they made that deal, it was awful. You don't like, win, I mean, yeah. You don't you don't pay a goalie that much. I mean, Tampa proved me wrong um, with the Vasilevsky thing, but they always... Their, their the players are, their are on, their, on, so yeah. Yeah, it, it's so different. You don't pay a goalie that much. And then especially a goalie, it's going to be, what, what, 37, 38 when it's over? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just destroying them.
1: I think they needed, they made that signing because they wanted to show, like, that they could get someone. Cause I remember they were trying to get both him and Panarin. Yeah. Like, that was, like, they were really trying to do that. That and, was the rumor. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anton Lundell, though, uh, great, like, first round pick for them. Like, looks like he's actually going to be an NHL player. Like, and a stud. Home. Um, I'm, I'm really curious to see how, cause Kachuk is a perfect, like, power forward, one of the best in the game. But again, his offensive output, there is a clear like significant jump last year and he played played on the best line in hockey what do, what do you expect from Adam Guchuk in point wise this season padre uh, 90 to
2: 100 points again, again I, think, really? I think i think i think i just think yeah i mean i think barkov's i mean he's he's better than
1: little that's true yeah you're right i and, guess is uh, better than little
2: yeah i and <laughs> i mean i'm curious to see i am curious to see cuz out with an injury yeah and I am curious to see if they'll use any of that cap space that they have they put on LTIR but I wonder about Eric Stahl I mean he's not going to do a ton yeah. but I wonder about him making the team just because it's you don't sign PTOs usually unless you have like a good idea like what's going they on know. and with his brother being there on a actual contract mm-hmm. um yeah I, I'm curious to see if Eric Stahl makes the team it, it's just an interesting team and I really like them like the thing is, from Florida to Tampa to Toronto, I mean, it's the regular season, right? So I could see any of the teams finishing one to three. I just think I, I'm going to go with Florida because I and I like their goaltending tandem the, both, the most too. I think both those guys are capable of winning. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who they play.
1: Toronto needs to win the division. Oh, <laughs> now, sure. like, thinking about it, like, dude, like, it, they can't go up against Tampa or Florida. Like I think,
2: and you know, and you know, both those teams will do something at the deadline. Oh yeah, Tampa for and sure.
1: And that's a th- I remember last year Florida because Florida's team looked heavy, and they were. It did that like that? I think that they would have beaten Toronto easier than Tampa did because Tampa is more yeah. of like a skill like skill based team, obviously. Um, and I think I think that suits Toronto because they can run a gun so much. And uh, but man, yeah, like Ryan Lomberg is an absolute force too. Like. And uh, now getting Kachuk. That's getting... What do you think about Balsers? You saw him in San Jose. Um, So this was like, he actually wasn't half bad. Like he was brought back. I believe he's part of the Carlson, initial Carlson deal. Um, mm-hmm. Like had like a 30, 40 point player, like type of type of player. But, Greer went in and was like, who wants to be here? Who wants to win? And I guess, like, from the from Bugner, Bugner like, and everyone just said that Bolsters kind of did not seem to want to have, it doesn't have the motor, like, that motivation that really need because the Sharks need to have guys that are just trying to win at all costs because they don't have the skill for it. I think he's he's perfect for Florida. That's it. Like, he, yeah. he's a perfect player for Florida because he's going to play in the bottom six, and uh, and he'll do just fine. So, uh, you think they win the division, Padre? Yeah, that's my guess. I, I think...
2: I'm curious to see, too, with guys like Colin White and see some of these guys, like, on some proven deals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, Sam Bennett turned into a whole new player when he went down there. Yep. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. It found, like, an offensive game in him. I love Gustav Forsling on the back end. Super, super mm-hmm. underrated. You know,
1: I I, I don't know. I just like this team a lot. What about you, Bodrick? I mean, uh, Kesel.
3: Yeah, I got them at third. I think the one to three is a toss-up mm-hmm. between any of those teams. Um, I like how this teams is built. I think the trade made them worse in, like, the, the one-year time frame, but better long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes them better for the playoffs, I think, for I, sure. I, I, I am interested in seeing Kachuk's like point output though, because like I say 80s, obvious. So, I was thinking, like, if it goes down, it's not going to be that he had a worse season, it's just like a way more efficient season, especially with Barkov at center, right? Because you know that the line's just going to shut everybody down.
1: Yep, no, I agree. And
3: he's only 9.5, like, and a
1: point per game player at 9.5, I think, is fine.
3: Yeah, you know, well, like, it's it's weird because we saw this like crazy scoring increase in the NHL the last year or two. It is like so many people had career years last year. Yep, um, and I I guess we're expecting it to to stay like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know there wasn't really any big changes rule wise or anything like that that kind of opened it up. But I I will have them finishing third right behind uh, Tampa. I think it'll be very close. I think again those three all. I want to see the battle of Florida again. I think those are, those are, I wish Tampa or Florida put up a fight against Tampa because the two years ago, man, like that, that looked like a team that just wanted to win against Tampa Mm -hmm. and they just couldn't because they weren't as skilled. They weren't as skilled, but now they, uh, they definitely have the horses. So there are our predictions for the Atlantic division, which I think is the best division in hockey. We agree with that. Yeah. 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 I think so. Or the central or the central. I don't know. Yeah. Or the central he says um yeah all right guys so that's uh that's gonna do it for our atlantic division preview uh next week we're gonna have to get into some training camp stories and stuff
3: uh-oh yeah. watch out
1: that's it man and we've got some pretty good guests lined up as well so i'm uh i'm pretty excited for that and as of this recording you should start getting it back on audio so stay tuned for that as well because we've uh it looks like we've got that all squared away so thank you guys again for listening and watching. Leave your comments on the YouTube video down below. We'll go through them all like we always do. Padre just combs through them. He he sees them all, and he lets us know. So I'm sure there'll be lots of Leafs fans that we're going to be battling with. All right, guys. uh, We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.